there's a thousand ways to get a, a race wrong, and there's essentially one way to get the race right. This one's radio episode 599 starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, uh, real quick before we dive into today's episode of the show, just want to let you know that uh, if you're looking for a race to run this fall, and that would be you know sometime in the fall of of uh, 2018. Uh, so if you're in the archives and and it's already 2019, then this this offer may not still apply. But uh, I'm going to be at the Seven Bridges Marathon in Chattanooga, uh, Tennessee, on October the 21st of this year, 2018. Uh, my wife's going to be there. She's going to run the half. Uh, and we would love to have you join us if you're so inclined. Um, and you're going to hear a whole lot more about the Seven Bridges Marathon in today's episode because I'm talking to uh, the race director for that particular race. Um, but uh, after we finish recording, he was generous enough to offer uh, you guys a little discount code if you'd like to come run the race with us. So uh, use the code DizRuns at checkout. I believe that'll save you 10% off of the, the price of the entry fee. Um, and that's good for both the half and the full. So if you're interested, uh, you know, enjoy this episode and you'll, you'll hear a whole host about the race, what makes it unique, why it, why it to me sounds like it's going to be a really fun race. I, I can't comment on it, uh, any more in depth than that. Cause I haven't run it yet, but uh, I will be able to in a few months. But uh, if you'd like to come join join us and, and have a little weekend in Tennessee and, and run with us, uh, I'd love to buy you a drink after the race. So uh, go ahead to, over to the to the, uh, to the link that we'll talk about in the show, sevenbridgesmarathon.com. Use the code DizRuns at checkout. Let me know if you're going to be there. And uh, hopefully we'll get a few folks to uh, to hang out and, and uh, say hi and, and we can have a little, uh, little party at the finish line or after the finish line or whatever the case might be. But uh, anyway, like I said, we're talking about Seven Bridges Marathon today in this episode. So uh, enjoy. Hey guys, my uh, guest today is someone that uh, definitely knows the ins and outs of putting on a good event in large part because he's been a participant in a variety of races over the years. These days he's a bit more, you know, in the into the multi-sport and, and even mountain bike racing than he is purely running as, as you know purely running a race as a runner, but uh, he's certainly no stranger to grabbing some miles on his feet anymore, you know, as well. He's still still out there and obviously multi-sport, he's got to do some running as well. So it's certainly still a part of his life. Um as far as exercise goes, but you know, professionally, running is also a big part of his life. He's the co-owner of Scenic City Multisport, which is an event timing company uh, based in the Chattanooga, Tennessee area. Uh, you know, obviously, they put on and, and help to do the timing of at, at a number of events in that area. And uh, he's also the race director of one of those events that Scenic City Multisports is a part of, uh, and that's the Seven Bridges Marathon in Chattanooga, Tennessee. So without any further ado, uh, I'm looking forward to having a, a fun chat today, learn a little bit more about uh, Mr. Jay Nevins. And uh, it's with that, it's, it's a pleasure to welcome him to the show. So uh, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for joining us today, Jay. Easy for me to say. Uh, really glad to uh, have a chance to speak with you today. 
Yes, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, the, the pleasure is certainly mine. And, and guys, uh, like I said, one of the things that we're definitely going to talk about as we get going here eventually is the Seven Bridges Marathon. And uh, if, if what we're saying sounds good to you and you want to check it out and maybe see if it fits into your race schedule this year, and if and if not this year, or if you're listening to this, you know, if you're not getting to this episode until sometime in September or October when you're getting even, you know, to the point where it's probably a little bit too late to kind of get into the race. But if you're fit and trained, you're certainly welcome to. But uh, the race isn't going anywhere, so you can check it out next year as well. Uh, sevenbridgesmarathon.com is the website, and that's the number seven then Bridges Marathon, B-R-I-D-G-E-S Marathon.com. And on the Facebook, this, the, the way to find them there is the same thing, uh, you know, Facebook.com slash Seven Bridges Marathon. And if you just type, type in the search bar, Seven Bridges Marathon, it'll pop right up. And uh, as per usual, we'll have thing link, things linked up in the show notes, uh, Dizruns.com slash 599 for today's episode. Almost, almost there to magic number 600, but uh, episode 599 today, everything you need to know about Jay and the Seven Bridges Marathon. So, uh, Jay... Uh, the way we always start off the show is with a, a very simple question that for some folks is so, I mean, it's, it's a simple question with a simple answer. Some folks is a little bit more tricky, and especially for those that are in the uh, multi-sport community, it's, it's been an experience of mine that uh, for them, it really can be uh, a bit difficult. And I know that you do some, some multi-sport racing, so that maybe it'll be more difficult for you as well. I don't know, but uh, we're just going to throw it out there and, and see where it lands and you can take it whichever direction is uh, most appropriate for you. But that's just to simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? Well, um, right now it is um, the half marathon distance. Okay. Um, I've uh, I've done a you know a ton of five Ks and uh, several marathons, and and actually currently I'm I'm training for the Ironman here in Chattanooga in September. Um, but that distance seems to be right now my sweet spot as far as uh, you know time to train mm-hmm. and 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 the most fun and. Uh, it's it's it it's really it, I find that I don't have to worry about you know it's a, it's a short enough distance for me that I don't have to worry about nutrition during the mm-hmm. race. So, but it but unfortunately that's not uh, that I haven't I'm not really been training for those. Like I said, I've been <laughs> training for the Ironman, and also I have aspirations of training for Bo- or, or qualifying for Boston. Mm. So. Um, you know, that's, that takes more, more time and more mileage. And I'm, 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 I've actually, it's been a struggle for me to, um, to, to learn to do nutrition on, you know, the longer runs. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm not a guy that, that carries around, uh, you know, like a, a hand flask or a, a water bottle. I really, that's not my thing while I run. So that's, it's been a challenge for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, you're, uh, you're speaking to the choir as far as, as folks that are, are trying to get into Boston. That's certainly everybody that listens to the show knows that's one of my, my big goals. Are, are you uh, on the cusp yet, or do you still have a bit of, of work to do to get there? Um, I think uh, after, this, after I complete this Ironman, I think, uh, I think my fitness will be close to where I need to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I just haven't had a good um, – I keep – I keep getting uh, like a small injury before, uh, before you know the. I haven't act, I haven't had a good attempt yet right. because I keep, you know, I either get a cold or I have a, you know, like I said, a small injury and it's just not been an optimal condition. So I keep putting it off. Right. I just don't. I hate. I hate to go out there and, you know, I did. I did make an attempt earlier this year up in Knoxville, Tennessee, and um, it was obvious 10k in and it wasn't going to happen. So I. I cut my attempt short and just did the half instead of the full, mm-hmm. which, you know, 
falling back into my favorite distance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's and and you know, there's there's loads of reasons that, that the half marathon is is a popular choice for for that question. Um, for many of, of which you said it's it's easy to train for. There's logistically, there's a lot less to to worry about because, like you said, you know, most some some folks still use some fueling during it, but it's it's even if you're going to use some, it's much less than if you're doing a, a marathon distance or certainly into some of the multi sport things. Um, so, so yeah, it's, it's a, it's a great distance. And that, that Boston bit, boy, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's for me, at least it's, it's kind of always that thing that's hanging over my head is, but I'm, I'm still far enough away, uh, that I just need to get, you know, 15 years older, uh, and, and a little bit faster and then it'll be more realistic. But for right now, it's like, man, that, that, that three ten time zone or time, uh, you know, qualifying time is just, uh, still a bit out of my league. So, uh, it's, it's, it's out there, but it's not imminent for me, but it sounds like you're close, which is, which is good. And, and, um, I'd be curious to know, and I always ask this whenever I talk to somebody who's, who, who does a lot of triathlons or other type of, of multi-sport and certainly into the Ironman type of distance, uh, events, how, how much do you feel like doing those other disciplines helps you when you are just running a race? So, you know, like you said, you haven't quite gotten to the start line yet of a marathon where you're doing just the marathon being healthy, but do you, do you feel like all that extra biking and swim training that you do for the Ironmans really pays off for you on, on the running front? Well, actually I've, as I've gotten older, I've, um, I'm actually going to be turning, uh, 49 this year. So, um, I've, and I've not really done a great job. I, and I, well, I just back up a little bit. A lot of my professional life, I have sit, I have spent sitting in front of a laptop or a desktop computer, right. and I've got to say that I have not, uh, I have not played that smart. I have um, some back issues, I think, from from just, I mean, from sitting. I used to joke you know, when I was in my mid twenties that you had to be in some kind of shape to sit in front of a computer for sixteen hours a day, <laughs> and now I think I'm, you know. That that's come back to bite me a little bit because I get some inflammation mm-hmm. uh, in my back. And actually, last year I, I this is my second Ironman this year. Last year while training, I did almost oh ninety percent of my training running. Wow. Uh, yeah. So I had a few bike rides in, and um, you know I was just kind of coasting along on my on my swim training. Thankfully. The the swim here is um, in the river and downstream, mm. so it's it's maybe not as harsh as an ocean swim or even a lake swim. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so um, I don't I know really the running is the focus of a lot of my training this year. I've I've been I've been able to do a little more riding and and visiting the massage therapist a little more often um, to, to to get those rides in. I did I did like a four and a half hour. TT, you know, time trial bike ride, mm-hmm. you know, you're hunched over the handlebars and, um, it's, it's a, I mean, just, just holding those positions are, are almost as much of a test as it is, is, as the pedaling. Yeah, certainly. And, and, and like you said, if you're going to sit that long, uh, you, you kind of got to be in shape because it's, it's, you know, our, our bodies, thankfully they, they, they respond well, they adapt well. But if all you're doing is sitting and then, you know, then you try to move a bit, uh, there's th- that's something that, that there is a, a bit of a adjustment process. And that's like you said, that kind of results in some of those extra aches and pains and, and a little bit of inflammation and this and that and the other. So uh, hopefully you can kind of, uh, you know, and I mean, I think it's something we all struggle with. Certainly I do as well. Uh, the, the curse of too much sitting, too much time in front of the, uh, the computer or the TV, whatever the case might be. Um, but a little bit more movement, even if it's just simply 
walking or standing or things like that uh, can certainly make a difference. Right. Oh, and, I, and, and on top of that, too, I've got to sing the praises of my massage therapist. I mean, she um, she does a great job. Um, and, you know, when I was younger, I just I, I totally didn't get uh, that, you know, some of my friends were, you know, getting this therapy. And I just didn't under I mean, at that point, I was uh, young enough and my body recovered quick enough that I really just didn't understand what was going on. Mm-hmm. But um, going to massage therapy every couple of weeks um, has kept me off, you know, kept me away from the doctor, kept me going, you know, off anti-inflammatories, and steroids and painkillers and. It's it's really amazing what you know an hour with somebody knowledgeable uh, of of your body and bodies mm-hmm. in general can can do to, to to help you recover. I mean, it makes all the difference in the world. I mean, it literally, um, if I don't visit her, I kind of have a uh, it's a just a um, well, it's tough to describe, but it it just it's it's like a slippery slope. Like once mm-hmm. I get headed down this particular path. Um, if I don't take care of it, it gets to the point where I can't even turn my head because I've got, you know, muscles clamped down on nerves. But um, I've been able to stave that off for the last three or four years with just, you know, a couple couple sessions of massage therapy a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and just like anything, uh, if, you, if you can stay on top of it and don't let it get too bad. The, right. the process of, of alleviating the symptoms, in this case, the, the tightness and the soreness and, the, and locking up some muscles, it's, it's a whole lot easier. Um, but, you know, human nature, it's like, oh, it's not too bad. I'll just I'll just take care of it. And you learn that lesson the hard way. And now uh, you've, you've definitely uh, seen the light and, and taking care of yourself a little bit better, which, you know, whether you're, you know, we're all getting older. So we might as well start learning that lesson, even if we don't need it yet to, to kind of try to stay ahead of the curve on uh, the recovery process. Right. And it even makes me wonder, could, you know, could. And, and when I was uh, a little younger, would would my performances have improved mm. if I had been doing some of that earlier? Right, right. Yeah, it's that's that's one of those hypotheticals that there's no way of knowing. But uh, I think the the for me at least the the conclusion would be that probably probably it certainly wouldn't right, made, right. Any, it made the performance any worse. Um, but odds are, if you're recovering better, your training is going to be better. The performances are going to be better. Uh, so yeah, good good reminder to everybody to just kind of. Take care. I, and I talk about doing the little things all the time, the stretching, the foam rolling, the massage work, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and, and happy to hear another voice unprompted say basically the same thing, to take care of those little things early and often. Exactly. So how would you get into uh, this whole running endurance sport thing? Is this something that you've been doing you know, since, since you were a kid? Did you come into it you know, a little bit later in life? How did you get started in, into our uh, endurance field of athletics? Um, I actually, I had, uh, a neighbor, um, who was in the, was in the, is in the, actually he's retired now, but he's still a runner. Um, took me, I think I was eight, eight oh, or wow. nine years old. He took me to a couple of, uh, um, you know, fun runs and five K's. And, um, you know, I actually started thinking myself of thinking of myself as a runner at that early of an age, um, not, and, but not like a sprinter, mm-hmm. but you know, a, <laughs> if you can call, you know, these days with, you know, people doing ultras and everything, you don't think of the one mile as a, as a distant, you know, a, a distance run. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you're that age, it's, you know, that seems like a really long way. So, uh, so he got me into the sport and then I ran cross country, uh, and track in high school. And, um, then my, my, you know, my multi-discipline started happening, um, in high school and college, 
Um, my college roommate uh, raced bikes semi-professionally, mm. and um, he got he got me more into riding, and I, I raced a little bit um, uh, with USA Cycling, that you know the national cycling body here in the United States, um, and got into that for a while. And actually, that is also where um, I got into um, uh, managing and timing events. Mm-hmm. Um, as part of our, our bike club, we had to put on an, uh, one event every year. So um, I, I believe the very first bike event I put on, I was um, 20 years old. Wow. So, um, but, but it was only once a year. So it was infrequent enough that uh, year to year, you forgot... <laughs> <laughs> you right. forgot the mistakes you made. You forgot, you know, the things you wanted to remember. Um, but it was not a big deal. It was just a, it was a really uh, easy event. It was just a time trial bike race. Um, uh, no turns, ten mm. miles out, ten miles back on a on a on a nice flat piece of road uh, near Townsend, Tennessee. So um, it wasn't a whole lot to remember, but. That, that was the beginning of, of um, putting on events and then getting more involved in cycling. And then the same, um, that same bike club, I had, there are some members um, in my mid twenties, uh, well actually late, late twenties that had the idea of going out and doing the, the Leadville mountain bike race, the hundred mm. mile mountain bike race. And um, the first, when I first heard of that, I was like, that is the craziest thing that I have <laughs> ever heard. Who would ever do that? And now I have um, I have eleven attempts and eight finishes. Wow! At that same race, so um, it's that I'm I'm I've been called a creature of habit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I, I it's once I do a race and I have a good time, you know, it's hard to pass on, you know, knowing you know the advantage of knowing where the tops of all the hills mm-hmm. are and knowing where the turnaround is and the aid stations and I, I feel like um really like you, you can't really expect your best performance out of out of a first year event like you really need you know one that you can scratch on mm-hmm. to to perform really well the next year does that make sense oh yeah certainly and and you know you you mentioned it from the the course specifics but i i would say that and, and I, i'm not meaning to downplay that but i'm also thinking that just from the logistics of if, if it's not a local race you know of of what's the right hotel to stay at where are there good places to eat you know what all of that kind of stuff that at least for me i've been guilty in the past and i'm trying to learn learn the lesson you know without having to learn it too many more times of you know planning a little you know not just planning how am i going to get to town to run this race but also you know doing a little bit of homework of you know, maybe this hotel costs twenty dollars more a night, but if it's closer, more convenient, has better checkout, whatever the case might be, those types of things manage work as well. And so, I imagine that that kind of plays into it too. Just the familiarity of the entire experience is is important and, and going to make for a, a likelihood of a better race, as well as the experience of the course and knowing kind of the intricacies that you don't know and you're not going to get from reading a race report or a course description or something like that, unless you've actually been there. Yeah, I totally agree. And it's also, you know, you. You figure out the things that don't matter and the things that mm-hmm. matter, and uh, you know, I, I totally agree that that I mean it's almost uh, it's almost as big an effort to you know when you're tra- when you're doing a traveling event, and it you know to 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 do those logistic things mm-hmm. that you mentioned as it is to do the actual event. It's right. getting to that start line. <laughs> 
can be as hard as as the actual race sometimes. Yeah, certainly, certainly. And that's and that's if everything goes according to plan. And then you start throwing a, a an air, an airline disruption in there, or bad weather, or, or mystic misconnection, and yeah, it just it become it can unravel real quick if you're not careful. Right, or even or twenty four hours of driving. Right. Oh yeah, um, yeah. If you get a big old I road mean, trip. Yeah, Chattanooga to Leadville is twenty four hours, and yeah, um, you know, I've I've kind of started doing that. I had a friend um, who. Who, uh, who was in that same bike club that I mentioned earlier, um, Southern Cycling Operations, and that was uh, is based in Knoxville. And um, he moved away, but he we were stayed in touch, and he did Leadville one year, and he flew in, and they lost his bike. Yeah. And, I mean, you, that's just something that's totally out of your control if you're, you know, shipping your bike through the airlines or mm-hmm. UPS or USPS. Yeah, and and I, I you know I I know enough about cycling and, and mountain biking to be dangerous, but I feel like I know that those bikes aren't cheap to just lose. You know, like hopefully it gets found eventually, but you, you lose it for the weekend and, and you're at your SOL. There's nothing you're going to do in that case. Yeah, totally. And it, I mean, and and then he ended up he rented a bike there, but it you know of course it's not yes. the same bike yep. that he's been riding for you know five years. Right. You know, yeah. it, it makes it it'll just mentally could blow your race right there if you're mm-hmm. not strong enough to overcome something like that. Yeah, certainly. Um, you know, a, a lot of, obviously it's a, it's a, it's a running theme show. So people that, that are listening are for the most part familiar with some of the races and, and, you know, of, of Leadville, uh, I think most people, you know, and even, even myself, when I was kind of reading through your bio real quick, I saw Leadville 100. I was like, I just immediately thought the, the running event. I was like, wow, eight got eight times. He's finished Leadville. Like that's impressive. Uh, and then as I was kind of thinking about it, but I was like, I bet you that's the bike race, uh, which you've proven to be that, that that is the case. Is is the bike race on the same course as the the Leadville 100 uh, running ultra, or are they on different uh, different courses? They are. They have similar footprints, but there is a different course. Okay. And 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 it's funny you say that. Um, as crazy as I originally thought the bike race uh, <laughs> was, it's actually the the idea of doing the Leadville 100 um, run is, is growing on me. Mm. So I've, I'm actually got, I'm talking with a friend we're going to do. Um, of course it doesn't even compare, um, in my mind, the difficulty that Leadville would be, but there's a hundred mile. Um, I mean, it's essentially, it's on a, on a, um, uh, a greenway here in Tennessee, um, with very little elevation change, mm. but that is what I'm seeing as a stepping stone for myself as to maybe eventually doing the Leadville 100, uh, running race. Wow. Have, so, have you, have you done anything that type of distance running before? Um, only, only, uh, as you know, during Ragnar type events. Okay. Um, I, I believe we did, I mean, and only about 30 plus miles, mm-hmm. and, you know, within a 24 hour period, like the, you know, the Ragnar races are set up. Right. So, um, yeah, it's not, but, you know, it's you. I, I would hope that you know, with twelve hours of being on a mountain bike at Leadville, would be you know to show that you know that I that I can at least mentally handle that right. length of time. I don't know if my legs will be able to handle that <laughs> amount of running. And then the same thing with you know Ragnar and the sleep deprivation. Mm-hmm. And um, I've done a lot of adventure racing, so um, it's you know, it, it, it could be good. Right. Yeah. And kudos, kudos to you for, I'm still firmly in the, the camp of hundred mile, any, anything a hundred miles running is still, still crazy to me. Uh, you know, it's, it's the, the, the folks that do it more power to them. Um, 
you just won't, you're, you're not going to see me joining you at the start line of a hundred miler anytime soon. But I, I've also learned to never say, I said, never, 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 never about the ultra for the longest time. And now I'm, I've, I've done one and 50 uh, K and, and planning to do another one. Uh, this, uh, this upcoming, actually, I guess next, next January as, as the calendar sets, it'll be January, 2019. And, and who knows? I mean, you, know, you st- talk about that slippery slope earlier, you start going down that ultra path and, and pretty soon you're, you're looking for a hundred K and then a hundred miler and, and who knows where it stops. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's totally the, it's the new normal really. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, you don't, you start off, you know, and you're, you know, you're running 5k races and I have a group of friends here in Chattanooga that they, you know, they just slowly built over time and, you know, when you're doing 5Ks, you think, well, I would never do an Ironman. Right, right. And then three years later, you find yourself with, with five or six other friends who are all training together, and you're all doing an Ironman. So it, you just never know. You, I mean, and, and it's especially here in, in the Chattanooga area, you have a lot of opportunities with, uh, you know, trail running events mm-hmm. and open water swims. And there's just, it's, and, and I believe all over the United States too, but, you know, it's that there's so many more opportunities now where you can do smaller events mm-hmm. as kind of uh, stepping stones and goals toward, you know, toward a really big event. Right. Um, oh, yeah. And, I mean, and, and, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to that's that seems um, I mean, that's a great thing to for, for, for folks that, you know, want to pursue, you know, a healthy and fit lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, and those stepping stones, I mean, it's, you know, it just, just like, like anything, it sounds it, at first, it might sound ridiculous to do, I'm, I'm going to do a hundred miler. I'm going to do a, a full Ironman or whatever. But when you start with a sprint or you start with a 5k and then you, you, you inch up and inch up. Um, and then all of a sudden it becomes, you know, I don't want to say everybody's going to be necessarily easy, but it becomes something that you can wrap your head around. And once you can wrap your head around it, now you've got a, a shot at being able to do it and, and just, uh, you know, doing the work and, and continue to make progress. And, and pretty soon you, you know, you've, You've got an Ironman or you've got a, a belt buckle for a hundred miler or whatever it is because you, you just took it incrementally and, and worked up to it over the course of however many years it takes to get there. Exactly. And it's, it, it's what, you know, what might seem really inaccessible as a person, you know, starting off with a couch to 5K. I mean, it's just, it just takes time and, um, you know, making, you know, joining like for, you know, making friends, joining clubs, mm-hmm. you know, bicycle clubs, tri clubs, running clubs, uh, you know, all these resources now that just weren't available when I was starting. Right. Right. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's true. And, and, you know, just one more check in the box or, or, or number, you know, plus, plus in the column of, of pros about, about being part of a running club and, and just the running community in general and the, the multi-sport community, all those types of things is it's, you know, for the most part, it's a bunch of good people and, and you might get a little bit of, of, uh, you know, good natured ribbing and peer pressure and things like that. But, you know, if, if you're looking to do something bigger than you've ever done before or something that, that is kind of seems out of, out of the scope of possibility at this moment, get around a, a group like that, get around your running club, get around, you know, just get around races. And, uh, you start to realize that if you want to do it, you don't have to, but if you want to do it, you know, there's, there's support available and, and you can find it. And, and, you know, the sky, you know, to, to borrow a, a, a little bit of a pun here, but the, the sky's the limit, whatever you want to do, you can, you can make it happen. Uh, I, I 100% agree. So uh, shifting gears a little bit and, and uh, talking about um, kind of the, the more professional side of your life, which is still 
involved in the, in the running and, and, and athletic and endurance community, which, you know, something that I, I've worked on putting together for myself. It's, it's something where, you know, most days, every once in a while, you run into something where you got to do a little bit of work for the job. But for the most part, I, I you know, my, my, my job is as much fun as, as my play with the running and things like that. Um, but you got into to doing some timing uh, with, with Scenic City Multisport. You kind of mentioned that you kind of got your start there with, as part of the bike club uh, back when you were still in college. Um, I, I, I don't know what to ask on the timing thing other than it as a runner, I feel like it seems fairly simple. Like you, you set the, you know, you, you've got the, the, the mats. If we're doing a chip time type of thing, you got the mat set up, you hook up the, the, whatever the, the reader is to it reads it when people run over it and uh, just kind of hang out until the race is over. And I, I have a feeling that there's a bit more to it than that. So can you give us a little kind of sneak peek about what goes into having a good timing situation? Because uh, you know, not all races are the same when it comes to online access and tracking runners and things like that. And I got a feeling that's kind of where the timing company thing comes into play. Yeah, sure. It, I mean, it can be real, really challenging. Um, a lot of times uh, we do both timing and, and man, race management. Um, so sometimes those um, cross over and may even interfere with each other. Mm. Um, if you're not careful on, you know, having enough, human resource, you know, enough personnel there. But, um, you know, at our barest minimum, when we come out and time a race, there's still just a ton of mistakes that, that maybe the, you know, if you're just showing up to race, you wouldn't even think about. Um, we, um, uh, I mean, there's just so many there. I I have a saying, I mean, I have a lot of sayings apparently, (laughs) but I have one that there's, there's, you know, there's a thousand ways to get a, a race wrong and there's essentially one way to get the race right. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, and, and it's often not, you know, it's a lot of things that are out of your control. Um, like if we're only timing the race and we're not laying, you know, not laying the race out, then there's the opportunity for, you know, people to go off course or, mm-hmm. um, uh, for, uh, you know, the police to, to not, you know, to not have communicated with, with you or actually for the race director, not to not have communicated with the police. Well, or you got folks showing up late and, Mm -hmm. um, the, you know, you've already switched to to finish mode in your timing system, but they're starting five minutes late after everybody else. And so you're scrambling to figure out who those folks were and getting them into the system to make sure that they, you know, get their chip start. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, they're really, it's just, there's so many variables and um that's like why we you know if there's a race that's at 8 a.m we're showing up at 5 a.m because um our favorite thing is to stand around for 45 minutes with nothing to do before a race (laughs) and that that only happens if if every if you you like you said if you get there early enough to be prepared and have everything set up and and good to go exactly and 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 it's only gotten more you know um when 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 i first began running there was no chip timing and they were doing you know, the hang tags mm-hmm. and, you know, putting, uh, putting the, putting the tags in order finished on the stringer line. And there was another person that was manually getting all the times and then they were doing all the results manually. And now, you know, up to present day and we're, you know, we're posting live results and pictures to the web and, and live split points. And, um, I mean, you you lose your internet connection and that can take you down and, <laughs> right i mean and, it, and it's and it, you know that's something else a racer not might not think about we have a race that's um a couple thousand people uh on a 
on a Friday night and, you know, we depend on a cellular connection, but you have, you know, a thousand people showing up with their cell phones Mm -hmm. that are on the same service as you and you're, you know, you've got to account for that. Right. So, yeah, I I would have never thought about that, but it makes, it makes total sense that, that, you know, like if, 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 if you're going to post things real time, you got to have a, a good, reliable signal, and, and uh, that can that can come and go pretty easily if you're not careful. Yes, definitely. And 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 um, I mean, there's just so many little things like that. And and and, and you know, I've done a race in the past. Um, th- this was with a different timing system, but um, we were having problems, with, you know, getting um, um, getting finishing times. We just couldn't figure out. I mean, we were had a manual backup and video backup, but um, couldn't figure out what was happening. And we finally uh, decided that it was, um, we were near an intersection of a road and um, we believe that it was, you know, the automatic detection for, you know, for a red light oh, was interfering okay. with our timing system. So, you know, the automatic, you know, the, the, the things that read when a car is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's embedded in the asphalt, to know when a car was sitting on top of it, we think that was affecting our timing system. Wow, the things—the things that you would, ne- as a runner, you'd never think of in a shoot. It sounds like you know that was even one that you wouldn't have thought of until you had to f- try to figure out what the heck was going on from from your perspective. Exactly, exactly, and it just you just you 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 just plan on something terrible happening, and then you have to <laughs> overcome it right. before you know that last racer crosses the line and the and the and you know and 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 before awards. Right, and that's and. That's one of the reasons that we love we 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 um as um as part of our events we you know we do the ins- we try we we do the instant results kiosk and we love for people to come up and make sure and you know make sure that their age is correct and their gender is correct and make sure that they did not trade you know bib numbers with their sister or their brother right. or their mother or their father because it's it would be really weird for John Smith to win the you know <laughs> the the females you know ten to fourteen years old right when you know he's a thirty year old man Cause he, yeah because um, he running with his daughter and they switch bibs by accident or something exactly. like that exactly which just, which happens I'm sure yeah oh yeah all the time yeah or, or I mean even crazier is that um, you know you get you get totally unrelated you know pe- friends it's like well you know my friend couldn't run the race so he gave his bib and and for some reason, you know, all my all my information is wrong. Mm-hmm. And like this is the first contact we've had with this person. Yeah. It's like so you just, you know, as a um as a, you know, race director and a timer, um I would just ask that sometimes, you know, that the that any any little uh snafu like that can throw your results into turmoil. Mm-hmm. Um and so, you know, when you know, it's it's less and less often for us. But you know, if there is a a, a problem with the results and you're at the race and you're at the awards, so, you know, give, give them a little bit of slack. It's right. not always. I mean, it's almost almost always not their fault, but they're almost always taking the heat for it. Yeah, and as as, as you were saying that, I was I was thinking that exact thing of just pointing out like. If there's ever a time to give somebody grace, it's 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 in that situation because you know you as as the timer, you're not out there trying to screw something up. You, you're not you know you're not purposefully having whatever the issue is arise right now and screwing somebody's you know screwing up somebody's chance for an age group award or whatever it is. So you know we we all you know have made mistakes in the past and uh, on race day 
if there's something's wrong up with the timing, like have a little grace, have a little sympathy, you know, they'll, they'll get it fixed. So just, you know, just remember that and, and keep that in mind. If you, if you wind up in fourth place when you should have been in second on your age group for some reason, like it happens, you know, a little grace goes a long way. Right. And, and, and they'll, they'll fix it. You just, right. you know, you be calm and, um, you know, I've seen many, many a racer and, and or pa- parent of racer just, you know, totally get emotionally upset over, you know, somebody switching bibs or right. somebody, you know, just not having the outcome that they expected. And, and, and also you just want to think about too, you know, as a timer and, and a race manager, we do our best to give every single participant, you know, the, the best and, and there I say it perfect experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're not going to be, you know, you're not going to be able to do that for everybody. Right. Um, you do your best, but it's just, there's so many things that are out of control, you, you know, um, you know, if you're a racer and you show up, you know, what you think is a reasonable amount of time and you can't find parking and you're, you know, you're, you, you roll up to the, to the race just minutes before it starts, you're, you know, you're already kind of having a bad experience. Right. And it just takes one, another little thing and you're off, you know, in negative land. Um, but, um, it's, it's a different, it's a tough task to give, you know, 2000 people a perfect experience. I would, I would almost argue it might be an impossible task to make, you know, it's one of those, you, you can't please all of the people all of the time, but you can please some of the people all of the time type of, of scenarios where, you know, you can do everything right. And like you said, somebody else is having, somebody's having a bad day or, or they didn't run the race they wanted and they're looking for a scapegoat or, or whatever it is, you know? So, so, uh, yeah, those of us, you know, that are, that are running the race, you know, like I, I always say, and, and people that listen to the show have heard me say before, never miss the chance to thank a volunteer. Uh, and, and maybe I need to make sure to add, never miss a chance to thank the, the folks doing the timing as well. Cause they're doing the best they can. And, and, um, you know, we want those results and we want them quick. And sometimes, sometimes that works, but sometimes technology is technology and we've all been there before. So just remember to give, give the timing folks a little bit of grace. Uh, if, if, if slash when there's a bit of a snafu along the way. Right, right, and it, and I mean, and I, 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 I would double down on that and say, you know, if you have a good to great experience, email the race director, email the timers. Um, like you said, thank a volunteer. That mm-hmm. goes so far in, um, you know, just knowing that that um, you know that you gave gave some folks a good day. Right. Um, it's a lot of times you know, you'll have a race and you'll just hear nothing back or you'll hear, you know, just, Hey, can you fix these results? Mm-hmm. Or, um, it, it, it really makes your day when you, when you get some positive feedback like that. That's yeah, that's, that's a great, uh, great suggestion because, uh, you know, we've all, I think, you know, have heard the, the stats of, um, you know, however many people will complain about something, but it's, you know, like, uh, the, the number of people that give compliments or, or, or it's way, I don't remember the numbers, but it's, you know, the seven to one or something like that of complaints versus, versus, uh, the, the compliments or the appreciation. So yeah, don't, don't miss the opportunity to, to do that. Cause it's, if you are getting some, some complaints, those one or two compliments and those one or two, th- like, Hey, thanks so much. It was, a, I had a great race is going to help make it that much easier to get through those people that are complaining and trying to solve their problems. It's, it's just going to help it boosts you up and it feels it feels good to give a compliment too. So, uh, some, something to keep in mind for, for your next race, whatever it is, if it's a little 5k or a big iron man or something in the middle, uh, you know, don't be afraid to, to thank the folks who, who helped make it possible. Right. Even while the race is going on, yeah, like you said, exactly. the, thanking the volunteers and, um, 
uh, it's, you know, the volunteers are indispensable to races mm. and they, you know, anything to get them to come out again and help <laughs> again is, is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Point blank. I mean, there wouldn't be, I don't care what the distance of the race is. I, I can't think of a single race that, that would still go off without a hitch without a, a team of volunteers from the, the little local church charity fundraiser races to the big, big city races. They all, all need volunteers or they're not going to happen. So we don't have, we don't have races without volunteers. So yeah, always, 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 always thank them. Yes, sir. So, uh, speaking of, of races, let's, let's dive in a little bit with, with seven bridges. Uh, you know, it's a race that, that obviously you're the race director for, and also, you know, scenic city does the, the timing for it. So you're kind of, you know, in, in it on a couple of different levels, but, um, you know, I, I get questions, Jay, all the time from folks that are, uh, you know, looking for races to run. Uh, I've not, I've not run seven bridges yet, so I'm, I'm kind of excited to learn more about it as well and, and kind of hear about it and, and see if it's, if it's something that, uh, sounds like might be a good, and from what I've seen and what I've heard, it definitely sounds like a good race, but, uh, tell us a little bit about seven bridges. What, what, you know, obviously it's in, it's in Chattanooga. Um, so what, what is, you know, what, what makes the race unique? Because I feel like every race says like, oh, we're, we're unique, uh, for, for, you know, because we're in this city or we're in this part of the country or whatever the case might be. But what about you know Seven Bridges in Chattanooga makes it makes it a special race something that maybe people might uh, outside of just the the local area there might make it uh, worth making a trip to Chattanooga for? Oh sure. Well, um, let me start at the beginning. Where and we had an idea um, that we thought was a little crazy and a little far fetched, but um, we approached the city and said, you know, what we'd love to do is cross, you know, cross all these bridges and run along our beautiful river walk and um and 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 this is our proposed marathon course thinking that there would be um you know no way that they would ever <laughs> let us do something because we're running we're running over chickamauga dam mm-hmm. we're running over old jotty bridge which is um highway 27 um so it's a major kind of um state highway thoroughfare uh we run over um, the Walnut Street Bridge, which is a um, hyster- historically uh, uh, a walking bridge, it was originally a, 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 a pedestrian and um, and car bridge, and then we also run over Veterans Bridge, and then there's you know two or three other you know mm-hmm. seven there's bridges seven total. In total we're, right? Right over. <laughs> we're, we're crossing the river. If you're doing the full marathon distance, you're crossing the river um, six different times. So, um, and to our surprise, um, the, the police and the city said, you know, um, this is, this is not a bad idea. Um, we would make, you know, these small adjustments mm-hmm. to your course. Um, but looks great. Let's do it. Wow. And we were just dumbfounded, um, on their willingness to, to take a chance on something like this and, and to be, you know, Chattanooga's very first marathon, you know, seven and a half years ago, mm-hmm. um, which was our very first one. This, you know, this year will be our eighth annual. So um, that that's a little bit of the history um, and uh, description uh, of the course and and how it came to be. Um, but then we've over the years we've tried to really um, make both the half and the full and the five k really uh, accessible for the beginning races where. We're our beginning runners. We're not, um, you know, we, we don't do prizes for the elite racers. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the overall winners get the, you know, similar prizes as, as the age group winners. 
Um, we don't we don't have a big pot of money. We're really focused on, like I said, the 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 folks that are you know rolling off the you know couch to five kers or mm-hmm. um, you know five k to 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 ten k. You know we we do we offer relay. So if you're if you're you know in your training and and in your in your journey and running, if you're up to the ten k, then you can you know split split the half with a friend mm-hmm. or split the full with three other friends. So um, and along those lines, we have um, uh, our aid stations are, are almost every mile. Mm. We have um, uh, a very large percentage of real bathrooms. Huh. Uh, that's, that's a huge selling point. You, you got to lead with that, Jay. Real, real bathrooms yes, instead of porta potties. Yes, <laughs> yes we, we, do, we do have a, a few, a, a few porta potties. Of course, of course. But, if it, but even, even but, one real bathroom is better than most races. So that's, that's a big selling point for a lot of folks. Yeah. And, and, and again, we're lucky that we're, you know, we're able to use the Riverwalk here in town, mm. um, which is it has uh, multiple um, bathroom facilities. All I mean, I think there's uh, oh, I want I, just off the top of my head, I believe there's five different bathroom facilities just along the Riverwalk mm. uh, part of our course. So it's um, uh, it's great that we have those amenities both as part of the city and and part of our race mm-hmm. um, and. Along those lines, we've also, um, after the first four miles, we have aid stations almost every mile. Right. So if you're, you know, you're a person that wanted to come out and, you know, walk a, a half marathon and and not feel like you needed to worry about, you know, having enough nutrition, either mm-hmm. liquid or solid, um, we've got you covered. Right. Um, so there, there's that. Um, lots of aid stations. Um, we love our volunteers that, you know, we get compliments every year on, on their, you know, how excited they are and how encouraging they are. Um, so as far as the course and, and, and being in Chattanooga, that, that kind of covers that. Right. And then, um, and then this year, every year we try to blow, uh, the runners away with, with our medals. Um, <laughs> that's, that's another thing. People, people love their bling after a race. So that's, that's good. Oh Yeah. So um, I encourage I encourage the listeners to go out and check out um, um, where we do our start finish. There's a there's a giant blue rhinoceros sculpture, mm. um, and we've kind of adopted him as our unofficial mascot. So this year, all the medals are shaped like a giant rhino. There you go. That's something unique. Yes, it's not. I mean, you do you 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 don't see that very often. No. And, in in the united states let alone tennessee so um <laughs> and people get the you know they they run the race and they get their picture taken with a rhino mm-hmm. and so that you know that that this year that our our both our medals and our shirts are rhino themed so um nice um that, that it's a lot of fun and 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 also back to the uh, back to the shirts um we um this year we're doing um dye sublimated shirts which we find are um a little more um if you're if you want to use your shirt while you're training they're a little more breathable mm. and um, um certainly it takes a lot more um with it with the dye i don't know if you know much about the dye sublimation process but you're essentially dyeing the fabric of of the sh- you know of the shirt versus doing like a screen okay where you're where you're putting the ink on top of mm-hmm. the cloth so, so it's, gonna, it's not going to end up with kind of the crinkly, crackly logo starts right. to fall apart at some point down the road. 
Exactly. Well, you wear it enough, and, and, it, and it's you still know, might. But yeah, not, not just coming out of the dryer a couple of times, and it, all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, there's there's a uh, you know the the like you said the screen printing. Like I, I mean, we all have whether it's race shirts or just other shirts where you know a couple of them where it's like, oh yeah, like I guess I guess this shirt goes into the 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 pile of you know. Not uh, not quite looking as sharp as it used to because of it just it just wears. So that's that's cool. That's a nice little feature to to have. You, know, you have a good shirt. It lasts a little bit longer. That's 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 a good thing. Yeah, definitely. And um, the and and it just makes it you know the the dye. We're able to use a fabric that's more breathable mm-hmm. and um, gotten a lot of compliments in the past on on our dye sub shirt. So that's good. another uh, uh, amenity for the race that we that we like to think that set you know sets ourselves uh, apart from other races. Certainly. certainly. Uh, what's what's the um, what's the course like, Jay? I, I've uh, I used to live in Murfreesboro, uh, and and I'm from Michigan originally. I live in Florida now, but I, I've driven back and forth between you know going east and west to Murfreesboro and north and south on 75. I've driven through Chattanooga enough to know that um, it's not as pan, pancake flat as uh, some other parts of the country. Uh, so does that mean? And 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 I I don't know. I mean I've never really walked around Chattanooga. I've I've just driven through it. Uh, is the course pretty hilly or for somebody who's a flatlander are they gonna they gonna be okay what are we looking at uh, on, on that front just so people know what they're getting themselves into um that's a great question the um it is a, it is as flat really as you can be in as east tennessee okay um we you know as i mentioned before the bridges are essentially ex- except for the bridges on on you know all three main distances um are really the the chain the biggest change in elevation. Mm. You know, you've got to get across the bridge to cross. You know, you got to get, get over the, the bridge right, right. to cross the river. Um, except for we do have um, one famous um, hill on all three courses. It is uh, a mile and a half from the end. Um, it's it's um, the name of the road is Battery Place. It was actually uh, here in town. You know, Chattanooga was part of the Civil War. And, um, this is, you know, a battery is a, is, uh, you know, it's a, a, it's a place where you store ammunition. Mm -hmm. So, um, this was, you know, uh, a a part of, um, the, uh, Chattanooga area where they stored ammunition during the civil war. So, but anyway, it's battery place Hill is now the last Hill a mile and a half before the end of the 5k, the, the, the half and the full, all three distances. We we don't discriminate. Everybody has to, <laughs> everybody has, has to climb it, right? Everybody has to climb it and suffer the same. Um, but really, that's the you know that is the main hill besides the bridges mm-hmm. in, in every single course. So you know while it is not a, a pleasant uh, feature all the time, um, it really is the only hill um, for for each course. So. Um, but, but mostly it's, it's, it's flat and I wouldn't even say rolling. I mean, it's, 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 it's very flat. Okay. Um, that's, that's good uh, to know. Although I, I will say that everyone's definition of, of flat varies based on where you're, where you live. So, you know, uh, but, but, you know, like, like, and I'm sure you can look at the course, course profile and, and, you know, it, it could be a lot worse from what I'm, what I'm hearing that where, you know, a couple of, a couple of little climbs to get over a bridge, one big climb towards the end, you know, I, I feel like most races are going to have that much or more. So it's not, it's not anything too bad as far as Hills go. No. Yeah, that's correct. And, and it, and it, and you know, and it is not, like you said, it is not pancake flat by any means. Um, the, I mean, we don't, the, the bridges are, you know, well above the, the level of the mm-hmm. river. So there, right. there is some elevation change on getting, a, getting across the river, 
But if you know that that coming into it, um, and you're you know you say you save some you know save some strength mm-hmm. for those bridges, you you'll be fine. Yeah, exactly. As long as as long as you know, that's that's the worst. Is when it, when a race advertises pancake flat and like, oh yeah, but there is this one hill, and you're like, wait a second, you could have told me that, so I knew at least you know to uh, to be mentally prepared, if nothing else, that you know two miles from the finish line, I'm going to have to climb a, a, you know, not maybe not a huge substantial hill, but after 24 miles, any hill starts to become substantial. So right, right. Uh, it's, it's nice to know those things. What about the, uh, the, the weather usually? I mean, the, the race is, uh, I, I don't have the date right in front of me. I poor, poor plan on my part, but mid, mid October, right. Is, is when the, right. the well, uh, actually we're just a little, little late October this year. That, okay. You know, the, we, we have been the second week of October where we've jumped to October 21st this year. Okay. It's just the, just the way that it panned out on the calendar. Right. Um, what, what's, so, what's the weather like in East Tennessee that time of year, temperature-wise, things like that? Uh, I'm, I'm assuming also that maybe it would be a good a good time as far as colors go with, with fall, you know, tre- trees changing color. Is that, is that part of the play as well? Yes, sir. It, it, I mean, we've got mildish weather. Um, we've, um, we've experienced everything from, mm. you know, one year it did freeze overnight, but... I mean, it set us up for perfect temperatures. Right. You know, when the race is when the race start actually started, um, it did warm up um, when the sun came up, um, and I, I believe that that was probably the the mildest year that we had. Um, and then, you know, it, it like any fall, you can have um, hotter temperatures as the day goes on, um, but it's typically pretty mild, and we typically have really beautiful fall colors along the river. Gotcha. Good, good. So sounds like a, a pretty darn, uh, darn good race. Certainly one that uh, is, is uh, rapidly climbing up my list of, of races that I might try to check out. And if not this year, certainly in the, in the not too distant future. Um, one, well, actually two, two last questions on, on the race, Jay, before we start to wrap things up for today. Um, one, you know, the, if people are coming in from, from out of town, uh, what, what, you know, if if they're looking to to fly, at least what what kind of travel, what what kind of you know cities should should people look at to try to to fly into out of? Um, I, I feel like Atlanta is probably closest, but but are there other other better options, or is that kind of the best one? Well, I mean, Chattanooga has an awesome airport. Okay. Um, if you're if you could find a deal flying into Chattanooga, it it, it is really uh, convenient. I mean, just. Right. I believe yeah. as the crow flies, it's probably 10 miles from, from the race course. It's probably gotcha. closer to 15, 15 to 18, you know, by road. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, the we have a great amenity in the Chattanooga airport. Um, but um, if you're looking for, you know, like the super saver stuff right. where you're la- landing in the hubs, um, Nashville is actually just as close okay. as um, Atlanta and Knoxville. They're all pretty okay. much they're nearly equidistant um so you know take that into account when if you are flying in and you want to check it out uh i mean you want to check out those hubs um that they can save you some money depending on where you're flying in from mm-hmm. um but uh i mean just driving is not uh it's it's an, an easy drive from a lot you know a big right. portion of the country too so keep that in mind too yeah, yeah. There's, it's, it's certainly with with uh, 75 and and 24 going east and west. Uh, there's there's good expressway access to and from Chattanooga from a lot of directions. So if you're in the southeast corridor, uh, that that 
is a, a viable option. And, and yeah, you know, if you can fly into Chattanooga, shoot, you know, even if it's if it the sticker price is a little bit more, but if you're not now all of a sudden you're not uh, renting a car and things like that, it might not end up being that much more expensive than uh, than the alternatives. You're right, and 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 we have a lot. We have great. Um, if, if if people are planning their trip, they should check out our partner lodging mm-hmm. um, on our website. Um, we do shuttles, um, great up to and 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 you know back to the hotel uh, from the race site. So um, that's that's another amenity that that we we work to uh, provide and improve every year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always a, it's always a tough thing to you know, move a thousand people like race <laughs> right. morning. But, um, and, um, but we, and we, we do it successfully. Yep. Yep. So good deal. Good deal. So as, as we're wrapping up today, Jay, I, I think that uh, maybe, maybe the, the final question, uh, that, that I want to ask is, is still sort of related to, to seven bridges, but, but maybe zooming out just a little bit more and talking about Chattanooga in general, um, for a lot of folks, if they're planning a, a, a kind of a destination race or, or kind of a, a vacation with a, with a race component mixed in. Uh, they're bringing some family, bringing friends, maybe making a, a, a long weekend out of it instead of just, you know, come in and come out for the race. So uh, sell us on a few other things to do in Chattanooga. I, I know of a few, because like I said, living, living in Murfreesboro, I lived close enough for a few years there that I, I kind of know some of the things that are going on in, in Chattanooga and in that, that southeastern Tennessee area. But for those that aren't familiar, what, what's going on in, in Chattanooga that we can do besides race weekend if, if you're planning on coming in for the race? Oh, sure. Uh, and again, uh, look back at our and you know, if you're giving this some thought and you're planning your trip check out our website mm-hmm. because I, I cannot do it justice <laughs> for um you know just all the great things that we have going on in chattanooga um i mean of course world famous we have um uh ruby falls here in town um the which is the you know the underground cabins mm-hmm. we have rock city we have um we have um many um Things along the river. We have a, a ducks tour where they take you out in the the World War II ducks. Oh, wow. um, that's really cool. We have um, really huge uh, and popular, uh, especially with families. Is we have the aquariums, mm-hmm. uh, the the Chattanooga Aquarium, and it has two different uh, the buildings downtown. Um, it's um, we have an IMAX theater right next to the aquarium that shows. Um, you know, nature themed, mm. uh, content gotcha. uh, that partners great with the aquarium. I mean, there's just so many things to do. I mean, if you have, um, um, if you're interested in kayaking or stand up paddle boarding, there are places here in town where you can rent those. Um, we have, um, and even actually this is good for race morning for the, for the family and volunteer or not volunteers, but the, the support people that are supporting the runners, um, we have a bike network here where you can mm. rent, you know, you can slide your credit card and you can rent a bike. I think it's $8 for the day. Gotcha. Um, and it's, um, you know, the, the bike rental places are strategically placed next to hotels and mm-hmm. there's one right next to our start finish line. So, um, that's a great amenity, whether you're, you know, in town racing or just, you know, want to explore the city. Mm-hmm. Um, it is really, uh, just we're we're outdoor focused uh on so many things here in town yeah and and that and that time of year not not a much better time to be to be outdoors and and moving around and and doing some things while while you're in town to run a race i agree 100 percent. fantastic so guys if if we sold you 
on the Seven Bridges Marathon. Head over to sevenbridgesmarathon.com. Again, that's the number seven. Bridgesmarathon.com is the website. All, all the information, like Jay, Jay said, all, all the extra amenities and all the, the, the extra stuff, uh, all, all details, information are, can all be found there. Uh, and on the Facebook, at Seven Bridges Marathon on Facebook. Just search for that. Again, number seven, Bridges Marathon. You'll find it. And if you're uh, struggling to find anything, disruns.com slash 599. As always, we'll have all the links in the show notes to uh, everything related to the Seven Bridges Marathon, Chattanooga in general, and, and, and a little bit about Jay as well. So we'll, we'll make sure it's all covered there. Uh, but Jay, thanks for uh, for taking the time today. Certainly appreciate uh, getting a chance to, to not only you know hear more about the race, but also hear more about uh, one of the one of the guys, the, the head honchos behind the scene, and, and kind of how you got your start and and, and how uh, the, the race has come along. Uh, certainly uh, wish you uh, nothing but the best in your, in your quest for Boston, and also in, in just you know continuing to grow this race and, and make it uh, make it sounds like it's already kind of a staple part of of. Uh, the, the Chattanooga culture in the fall and, and hope it continues to grow and be even more successful in the future. So uh, thanks for the time today and uh, nothing but the best going forward. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you for allowing us to, to share, uh, share about the race. Uh, really appreciate it. And, and if I, I encourage anyone that has any questions about the race or, or any kind of concern at all, please feel free to direct, you know, my information is on the race website. Feel free to direct, directly email me. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. I hope that you enjoyed the conversation between Jay and myself. And as always, I'd be curious to know what stood out to you from this episode. What was something that uh, we talked about today that, uh, that got you thinking? Uh, what, what was it for you that stood out from today's episode? For me, it was definitely the, the bit towards the beginning when Jay was talking about just doing too much sitting and how... Uh, it was just a, a good reminder for me of how of how sitting all day, you know, if if you have a job where you're sitting like I do, sitting at the computer, working on on the computer all day, and then you know you you get out of work and then you're sitting on the couch, you're sitting at the dinner table, you're sitting in the car on the way home from the commute. Uh, even if we go run and get our hour in in the morning or you know in the afternoon or whenever it is, that's still a lot of sitting. And that's not exactly good for our health. It's not exactly good for our running either uh, because it tightens the hip flexors. It weakens the, the glutes, um, which is kind of the opposite of what uh, what we would like to have happen to maintain good form and, and to, to run our best. So the, the reason that stood out to me was just it was just a, a good reminder that I need to do a better job of standing more often. Um, you know, I, I stand up when I record most of the interviews. But the rest of the time, I'm, I'm sitting. So one of the things I've been thinking about getting is, is one of those adjustable desks that sits on top of the, the existing desk, and I can lower and raise the computer so I can stand more that way. Um, but just, you know, I would just encourage you to try to find ways that you can stand more in your daily life. It's something that I need to work on, was reminded of it today, um, and something that perhaps you might want to try to work on as well. So Anyway, I'm not going to try to get too preachy on my takeaway, but that was my takeaway, that the, the value of sitting less and standing more for our health and for our running. What about you? Let me know. Shoot me a tweet at DizRuns with your takeaway in it. Shoot me an email, DizRuns at gmail.com. And, of course, you can head over to show notes for this episode and uh, leave your comments and takeaways there as well, DizRuns.com slash 599. And don't forget, if you want to join uh, myself and Jay and, and uh, Rebecca will be there too, my wife, uh, if you want to join us in Chattanooga this, this fall, uh, in the, the middle stages of October, October 21st is race day. Uh, we'd love to have you join us. Sevenbridgesmarathon.com is the website. And once again, if you use the code DISRUNS at checkout, you should be able to save 10% on your race entry fee. 
which uh, it's always nice to save a save a few bucks when you sign up for a race. And uh, after the race, first drink is on me. So let me know you're coming, and we'll, we'll figure out where we're going to meet up and, and uh, what we're going to do and, and uh, have, a, have a little bit of time together before we all have to go our separate ways and get back to our real life. But uh, hope that a few of you can, will be able to join me. SevenBridgesMarathon.com. Use the code DizRuns. So without any further ado, we'll go ahead and put a bow officially on this thing for today. Thank you guys for listening. Hope you're having a, a great day, and hope you have a great rest of your day, whatever it has in store. Uh, be well, take care, and uh, we'll talk soon. See you guys.